Coming to you from Studio 507, you are now listening to the Fanville Hockey Podcast, your one-stop source for all things NHL. Join the crew as they cover the biggest highlights and stories from around the league. Now, it's time to drop the puck with your host, Evan Johnson. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to episode 80 of the Fanville Hockey Podcast, the season premiere of season four. Introducing your starting lineup first with the healthy scratches. He is going to be our new. <laughs> what the fuck are you laughing about? Starting with the healthy scratch. <laughs> scratches. <laughs> oh, that's gold. It's making his first appearance this season. He will be of here if one of us are gone. <laughs> He's from Freeburg, Illinois, wherever the fuck that is. <laughs> Logan Crow. Who cannot join us tonight? <laughs> and now for your actual, <laughs> and now for your actual starters. Right? Making his second season appearance, he is our editor. Every guy wants to be him. All girls want to be with him, but that is no more. He is a newlywed. Welcome to the married man to the podcast, Cody Pease. <laughs> Congratulations! We're so proud of him. So proud. So Boy proud. And Claire, <laughs> but mainly him. Yeah, and next on starting lineup, making the first part of the co-host to a duo. He's always on long-term IR. He is never here, only when he feels like it. It is myself, Trevor Smith. <laughs> <laughs> and rounding the second part off of the dynamic t- duo of co-host two, his brother's a cat fan for some <laughs> freaking reason. <laughs> a cat fan. Cats. I don't think he likes hats. <laughs> Caps. Capitals. There we go. Cats. Capitals okay. fans. He reads to him and paints him pretty pictures. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> Donkey. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, that would be the best intro I've ever heard. And last but not least, he is your creator, the owner of Fanville. Not only that, he is your host. Of all podcasts relating to Fanville, Evan, Big Dick, Johnson. I, I can't clap for that. <laughs> it's an honor. Thank you. couldn't clap for that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're starting us off on the right foot. Starting oh, us yeah, off hot. Oh, yeah. Not rusty at this at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're always rusty on the first episode. So this is episode 80, like Trevor said, 80 episodes in, kind of surprising, 20 episodes away from our first triple digit Jeez. episode 100. So what are we thinking? We're old. Oh. <laughs> wow, thanks. We are Great old. optimism. Good thing we're not counting All our age. All these young guys saying they're old. Yeah. yeah. Good thing we're not counting our age by episode number. Dude, right. man, I, I'd be the youngest one here. Little kids be like... I'm 12 episodes, point three. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 12 and a half episodes long, guys. <laughs> that actually makes sense. That's Evan's dick size. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, Trevor clearly has been Trevor's really been gas. thinking about yeah. genitalia since yeah. we've been gone. Dude, I'm rusty. I need to get this all out. It's been a while. Okay. Sure, bud. I get it. How can I not do the whole, you know, big dick joke <laughs> with Evan? His last name's Johnson. That's true. That's true. Last yeah. name Johnson. If you have we a problem Johnson's with that, if you have a problem with that, this is a hockey podcast. Fits so get used to it. Fits the this bill. is what's happening. 
Yeah, that is like half a locker room talk, isn't it? I mean, that's what it is. If it's a hockey podcast, we've all been in a hockey locker that's room. What we all right, guys, bring. drop trout. That's what we try to bring. I mean, podcast. if you if you really want to, I mean, no, no, no never can. mind. <laughs> Take it back. In See can- it right there, right in there. Canada. You can't no more. You can't do that in Canada anymore. Yeah, you can. Oh, nope. yeah, you're right. No you can't. No yeah, no showers. We have to wear bathing suits. That's so... <laughs> like, I get it, but that's weird. Yeah, so apparently now, like, I don't know what's going on, but, like, you can't take showers anymore, like, fully naked. You can't actually shower and wash your entire body. I'm fine with this. Well, it's only... Of course you are. I'm fine with... It's no, eight. I was always the dude that's like, no, I don't want to drop trow in front of a bunch of dudes. It's 18 and I'm under. the opposite. I think that's weirder. Uh, no. I mean, I've, is, I've is done like, it willingly. One of the biggest acts willingly. of trust you can do <laughs> is literally being as vulnerable as possible. Yeah, but I, n- not many of the ho- locker rooms that I had ever been in were what I would call body positive places. <laughs> I mean, like, body positive. Oh, shit. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, it wasn't like we all dropped trial. Like, all right, boys, let's let's get out the measuring tape. No, for sure. <laughs> and I'm not even necessarily <laughs> talking about that. But I don't know. Maybe. Maybe everyone else has different experiences. I don't even want to get into it fully. It's just it's a weird stuff. I mean, neither do I. It's an interesting thing to dissect, though. I mean, so I don't you know. You would what like that, wouldn't you? Well, you're over here saying how, like, it's the best thing ever. It's <laughs> love <laughs> being naked around other guys. <laughs> it's, it's being with the boys, man. Well, yeah, like, but we, we, can do that, we can do that with pants on. You're, you're kind of <laughs> We're literally like, clothed right now. <laughs> yeah. We're kind of leaning. Like, Put your money where your mouth is. Put your naked underneath get your clothing, naked. Cody. <laughs> you think I won't? Get I will strip naked. for this do fucking it. podcast. Right now. Cool. There it goes. There, Please. Look, oh. All right. He's taking his uh, Minnesota jersey off. Cool. We got him to take off the, the Minnesota jersey. Good boys. We've won. Don't think I will. Keep going. War is over. He's taking off the shirt. There you go. All right. Oh, that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Does anybody okay. else want to join in? I'm no. good. Oh damn. Okay. Oh, and, the shirt, now. and then the shirt comes back Don't on. Don't put it back on now. Leave it off. No, Come on. Fine. You know what? We'll just do this a whole. Yeah. Hell off. So honestly, like just, <laughs> we're gonna see. Oh, just get in an ice bath. His right nipple's already hard. <laughs> <laughs> That's his left. No, it's my <laughs> right. right. My last one's just flabby. It's yeah, stage yeah. left. Yeah. You're right. A little different. Oh, All right. Anyway. So now that we're way off topic. Yeah. We we always get away. As always. So do we want to talk about the Canada thing or not? Because there is more to that. I if, actually, if you have more enlightened, you guys could have to bring me up to speed on hockey news. I checked out once. So it's was over. eighteen and under. They have to wear like undergarments. So like the compression pants, okay. compression shorts, shirts, you know, whatever. I think they're doing it so they don't have any more hiccups like Hockey Canada's had in the recent you know, passes kind of popped up. Right. So I'm assuming probably USA Hockey and USA, uh, or USA Hockey and all the other hockey organizations will probably soon follow just to cover their backs. Now, 18, you're an adult. So I guess after that, it's kind of up to you. I mean, honestly, I don't think 12-year-olds, 10-year-olds should be doing that anyway. I'm like, I don't think I know of any, like, minor, like minors as in kids that like take showers mm-hmm. as opposed to a minor in yeah. a coal mine yeah well i, uh, I was i didn't want people to get like confused with like oh right. a minor hockey team yeah i don't really think it affects right. that many i think it's more of just like high school is really all yeah i think i think like, high school because that's where that's kind of where it start starts to shower yeah. but like um like when i was in uh triple a blues and it was like 14 that's when i started showering but like but yeah that's still around the high school age yeah, yeah but it's like 
I feel like that's more reasonable. One, I don't know. I she says I don't want to go home sweaty. I don't think this is about showers, and I don't think we're necessarily equipped to talk about this yeah, subject. There's more to I it think than that. this is a legal way to mm-hmm. say you're not wrong. We're not there's no way that this thing could have happened mm-hmm. because we, have we are not policy. able to shower. That's kind of what I was hinting at earlier. I think it's without getting into the yeah. right, and I don't want to go that deep either. <laughs> yeah. This is our first episode back. <laughs> yeah, we started off on such a positive note, and then Trevor just threw it right off the rails. But like, um. <laughs> Well, I had to jump. But then into again, it like, too. who's actually going to be in there facilitating these things? Like, you have like right, who's a parent do it, or you have a coach do it? Like, I wouldn't want a freaking parent or coach doing that, or like some rando doing it. Well, I think it's no, it's up to God. just kind of something. You know what I mean? You just tell them, and that's what I'm saying. Though, if like, you just are outside in the in the hallway and your showers turn on, it's like, what are they doing? Half the time they're do- they're just making Screwing a mess. Screwing around, yeah. 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 Anyway, continue on to our as to I, the actual as stuff like I always do. Scheduled programming, the Is things people want to hear to? about. Sure, I mean I stripped already, kind of. He did not all the way though. The buddy, no one, can, none of you can see halfway down anyway. It was a little tease, just a little tease. Is that a short joke? So you could just be Winnie the Pooh all, the whole time right now. Oh, shit. I mean, no, I, I could be. Check. You can't see. <laughs> you you can't true. see unless you check Hold it out. There you go. The fact yeah, he's that you, good. Yeah, yeah, you're good. I don't know, but someone's microwave just went off. And there's a lot of noise. We got the Wii <laughs> U downstairs. We got oh god, fire alarms, motorcycles, Mr. fire exhaust going exhaust by. pipes. So going back to what we originally were going to talk about, the first four episodes of this year, so episode 80 through 84, we are going to break down... Wouldn't it be 83? Sure, whatever. Yeah, I guess you're technically right. God damn, quick math. The first four episodes, we'll be talking about the divisions. We're going to break them down episode by episode. Today, we're going to start with the Atlantic Division since Boston had the highest... You know, points ever scored. I call <laughs> the record run. Ever, yeah, ever recorded. President's Trophy so, winners, but the first ones to get out in, yeah. playoff, in like first round. Yeah, that's normally how it works with the with the President's Trophy there. But we're going to start with the Atlantic Division today. We're going to go through all eight teams in order of how they finished last season. We're going to talk about some key additions, some subtractions, stuff like that. We're going to then break them down into how we think they're going to finish this season. I always hate math. It's the worst. Why? What was the what was the math? Question? You said addition and subtraction. Yeah, like yeah. people. Yeah, we're still yeah, doing that's, math. That's still math <laughs> technically. So we're gonna start with the Boston Bruins. Like I said, Boston finished the year with fifty six wins, twelve losses. That's five, sixty five wins. Six. What did I say? Fifty six. Jesus. Fuck. <laughs> Dyslexia runs deep in this crowd. Sixty five wins. I said it correctly. 12 losses, 5 overtime losses for 135 points. They suck. Yeah, mm-hmm. for the best record ever. <laughs> the best yeah, record they, they ever, man, they ever recorded. So the Boston Bruins, the big subtractions over the or the yeah, the big subtractions over the offseason were obviously uh Bergeron leaving and then same with Krejci. So there are two uh, centers on line one and line two are both gone. They need to fill that space. How do we think the Boston Bruins did as a forward group trying to retain what they possibly lost from two veterans leaving the lineup? 
I think you did about as good as you could. I with mean, the money available, yes. With the money available, I mean, you don't have uh, a whole lot for you to work with. I mean, lo- looking up and down that center core with your your top two are Zaka and Coil, right? Yeah, those were your line three and four last year. So yeah. your centers have moved up two spots. But I think the other thing that, that you forgot to mention was Taylor Hall was traded to Chicago, which I think actually really hurts the Bruins. And Bertuzzi left in free agency after yeah. the trade deadline. Like all all those those four players are huge impact players no matter where they go, in my opinion. So losing those four, and I mean sure it's nice to see some of the the younger guys in the Boston farm system get some time, mm-hmm. but it's gonna be a rough season compared to the last one. Well, let's take a look at some of their notable players. Their top six is Van Riemsdyk, Zaka, Pasternak. That's line one. Line two, the new captain Brad Marchand. Coyle and DeBrus. That is their top six. So first glance at that, my the first thing that pops into my head is old. They're on there are a lot of older guys on that. DeBrusque and Pasanok are kind of the the younger two and they've been in the league for, you know, five plus years now. And then looking at the bottom of their lineup, <laughs> they picked up Lukic again. Once again, older guy. Kind of reminds me of, this is a baseball reference, but Albert Pujols leaving the Cardinals and then coming back for one more year. I think that's kind of what he's trying to Lucic pull off can't have much left on the tank. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I think he's here, you to, know, just to, to it's finish a, it's, it it's a retirement tour, basically. Yeah. And then uh, St. Louis' own Trent Frederick. So, how do we think about the bottom six? That bottom I've, six needs work. I've only seen Lucic's name. <laughs> so, so, you've got... Trent Frederick, Matthew, I'm going to butcher this, Poitras? Poitra? Poitra, I don't know. Morgan Geeky, uh, obviously Milan Lucic, John Beecher, and Jacob Lauko. Lauko's a good prospect. I will give him that. Yeah. Geeky was on Seattle last year. Mm-hmm. Good season with Seattle. Moving on to their defense, basically the same guys, cast of characters from last year. They added Kevin Schenker. Ugh. I honestly thought he had retired, and I don't know why I thought he retired. Well, he's, just, he's always like a six-line D. Yeah, yeah. ever since he's left uh, St. Louis, he's kind of been he's kind of been not up a, and down, yeah, in and not out. a popular character. I think their defense core as a whole is actually pretty strong. Yeah, I, I like their defense a lot, actually. I think they have two top-line guys that are spread out between Lindholm and McAvoy. So it gives you know their top four, you know some some reach there. They're all humongous human beings. They're all over six foot. Uh, looking at their goaltending, same as last year as well with Swayman and Allmark. Do we see any of these guys either replicating last season, or do we see maybe Swayman take over Allmark for the starting role? I think Allmark will hold that. Mm. I say this. I'll say it like one A one B tandem again. Like I think Olmark, like you said, will probably get majority of starts. I don't see them doing a majority, like all Olmark over Swayman. I think they'll both play pretty evenly because I think both of them get roughly either forty games each or relatively close to forty games each. I mean, I think I think the bigger question for me is: Do we see one of these two traded? No, I would not. They just locked up both of or they'll have good contracts. Just signed again. No, that's I the. I mean, I do think teams will call. I do think teams will call, 
they don't want him. I, yeah, I don't think they're going to move him because that right now they're at pretty decent numbers as they are. Even though Boston is pretty close to the cap, like every team because of the whole COVID stuff. I mean, I, I don't, I don't see Omar being a Vesna candidate again, mm-hmm. but I do see him being like at the All Star game or in the top ten. I think with this team as a whole, I think potentially from compared to this year to last year, dramatic change because there's no way they can replicate the numbers that they did. Mm -hmm. I think us as fans might overlook potential because I don't, I think the top six are pretty good still. Um, I still, I don't think they're past their prime yet. I think they're at towards the end. But I think the bottom six will probably be – it'll take about 20 games. But then I think you'll see a lot more of the bottom six carry the team a little bit more. The so I think, guys. Yeah, I think this is going to be over an overlooked team a little bit. I still don't think they won't be in, like, the bottom – like, the bottom of the division. I think they'll probably go, like, midway because I don't think they'll – they don't have the star power as they did last year. Mm-hmm. But I still don't think they're going to be terrible. Well, yeah, I mean, you lost – Arguably one of the best two-way players in the entire game. True. One of the best centers and face-off guys as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't think it's going to be as bad as what we think. So, what we're going to do now is we're going to go around, say where we have them in the, in the division, if they're going to have more or less points than last year. So, last year, 135. We're going to start with Drew, go around the table. Uh, give us your final thoughts on the Bruins this year. So, I'm, I'm kind of with Trevor. I think uh, it's pretty easy for fans to overlook the bottom six guys all the time. But uh, I think I got Bruins sitting nice and comfortable at third. They still have a lot of their weapons that were good for them all year. Uh, I mean, obviously, having your face-off guy helps a lot, but not having that. Pasta's still going to put up points. Van Rienstijk probably just needs a little bit more life injected into him. He'll do fine. Uh, I think being on that first line helps. Yeah, I, I think, think that'll help be, him a lot. Him being on a new team for the first time in a while might boost him. Yeah, as well. Mm, something to something to really get him going. So I think I think Boston's gonna sit comfortably at third in their division. Cody, I still have him at the top. Um, reason being, I wasn't aware of a lot of their moves, so that's or at least I didn't remember. Um, reason being, I we'll get into in some other uh, some other teams, but. Um, yeah, I'm not sure that some of these other teams are really going to... I don't know. Their performance at the end of the year last year was really weird. The Atlantic is odd to me. Um, it's a very up-and-down division. Yeah, like... Um, there's a lot of teams right there. These teams look great on paper, too. Mm-hmm. And these are also teams that have choked big time or mm-hmm. have are, are not performing in ways that they once did that, from people that you thought would. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I still have them up there, but um, that's not really uh, too hard or fast. <laughs> um, I have them actually um, in third this year. I'm with Drew on this. I still think they, they're going to be a really good team. I think the division's going to be really good, though, this year. I, I think a couple of the other teams are going to probably step it up just a little bit more. Um, but I think since they do have the tandem of the goaltending, their decor didn't change. The only thing that really changes is their bottom six. I think they'll still be good. I think the playoff will be locked up. I just don't think they'll be able to fight for President's Trophy or first place in the division. I have them at second. I don't think they're going to get remotely close to the 135. Like they did that, won't ha- that won't happen again. I think they're looking more... I mean, the 35-point drop 
I think is kind of ridiculous, but they were ridiculous last year. I think they're looking at more like the hundred point mark. Yeah. Like a hundred, hundred and five somewhere in there. Yeah. I have them finishing second, mainly because just the age of the players. I think there's a lot of teams True. in this division that are fast because they're young. Yeah, but I think I, mean, I do think the ve- their veterans can get them wins. I don't think they're going to get the wins to get to first. I think they'll be pretty. What I'm trying to say is, I think like the last 15 games won't matter because I think they'll be in the playoffs already. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one thing I didn't we didn't add. I don't think anybody in this division is as physical as Boston. I will say Boston's probably the most physical team in this whole division. As a full team or individual players. Uh, as a f- as individual players, I disagree. As a, as a team, full team, as a full team, especially their D lines are very aggressive. Oh, and the boards. Yeah, they're big boys. I don't yeah. know. I find the Panthers to be pretty physical as well. They're hurt though. They yeah, are hurt. That's the issue. And be like, so as far as speed wide, yes, a hundred percent. Every other team is very young and very quick. Physicality wise, I think this Boston team can run this run this division down. One of the things we didn't mention about Boston is they are one of the teams this year that has zero people on LTIR to start the season. So oh, this is them. their roster that's that big. we're looking at right now. That's a step ahead of everybody else <laughs> right now. You get you those early points that really make yeah. a difference. All right, number two from last year, the Montreal. Montreal. They wish. They wish. The, <laughs> <laughs> the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> They finished with 50 wins, 21 losses, 11 overtime losses for 111 points. 111 points. The Toronto Maple Leafs, they had a 60 goal score two years ago now, if you count the beginning of this season. Austin Matthews, he went from 60 goals back to 40 goals, so a little bit of a you know step down. They've added a, they've added a lot. If we're gonna be honest, they've added a lot. Uh, reasons because or reasons for that, I'd say, are you know Dubas left. Mm-hmm. They bring in Brad Tree Living as their new GM. Shanahan still is their you know top guy in the management uh, position. But if you just look at what Tree Living has done since the departure of the old GM, this is kind of what we're looking at. We're looking at Tyler Bertuzzi is a new guy. Max Domi. Is a new guy. Uh, Matthew Nyes made the team out of training camp. Fraser Mitten made the team out of training camp. Noah Gregor made the team off of training camp. Ryan Reeves was signed. And looking at their defense, it is the exact same from last year except for John Klingberg. Goalies remain the same. Matt Murray on kind a, of. Matt Murray on a long term IR. Yeah, Matt Murray still on LTR. Samsonoff is still on the team. Joseph, Joseph Wool has basically come up from the Marlies. He did really well last year in the playoffs. Yes. And then uh, another guy that they were really, you know, high on during the preseason was this Connor Timmons. Uh, He's week to week with a leg injury uh, that he took in preseason. So looking at the Maple Leafs, they finished second last year, right behind the record-setting Bruins. Obviously, the big news is their top six every single year. How do we feel about the new top six adding Bertuzzi and Domi? Oh, I, was, I thought you were going to continue. Sorry. Yeah, so did I. Uh, <clears throat> on paper, this might be the best-looking top six for the Maple Leafs that I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And not a bad bottom six either. No, absolutely they're not. Y- I will say they're young. 
This might be the best Maple Leafs team yeah. I've seen. They got Reeves in, in there a too. While. Gives yeah. them a little bit of muscle on on the on the ice. That's what I was saying when Trevor said um, that Boston might have the strongest team. I was like, oh, no. team yet. Like individual players you got Ryan Reeves. You have Wi-Fi in Montreal. You have Tanner Janot in Tampa Bay. You just have some. You have some big boys. You got some scrap. Well, yeah, I, I, you have some no. guys that like to fight. But like as a team, Boston's per, Boston's yeah. physicality yeah. is there. I agree. Yeah, but yeah. Um, this, I, I kind of want to make an amendment to what I say <laughs> that this is the best Maple Leafs teams. I don't think it's the best, but I think it might be the most skillful Maple Leafs team that I've I seen. Put I, honestly, How many I years have they been saying that? I this think is very true. Like, yeah, I mean, j- just in terms of pure skill. I think this is the best I've seen. I think they have their first line is their first line. It, that's not changing. And, and then I think the the th- the two, three, and four lines could be lines two through three on any other team in the league. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think they have really good depth. It'll be interesting to see how their season goes if some of these young centers can pull up and maybe drop Tavares down. I don't know. But I mean, Fraser you got a Minton, lot to play. Fraser Minton was not supposed to make the camp or yeah. make the team out of camp, and he he did. He impressed yeah. everyone. Same with this Gregor. Gregor was supposed to be with the Marlies. Now these two could both easily play their nine games and oh, then head back that. down. It could just be a longer tryout. But yeah. then you're looking at who's going to fill their who's exactly. filling yeah. the spot. So I mean, through a whopping two games so far, they <laughs> played pretty good. And but, maybe you know, the young hunger is more what they go. need. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. Maybe m- throwing money at the problem doesn't fix it. I think this decor is this a decor strong is decor, and I think again defense wins games. This is I think a good example. You have you have Geo as your like bottom last bottom, and then you got Kleinberg who's in yeah. there, Morgan Riley who's in there. I think this decor is decor. very. Very strong with the addition that they've got with Klingberg. I think, especially John, can also put the puck in the net yeah, along with Morgan Riley. Giordano's pretty more solid defensively, so I think they did a good job of matching uh, pairs of a good offensive-minded player and a good defensive-minded player. I think they did a really good job with that. As so, far as now, so looking at their defense, line one: Morgan Riley, T.J. Brody. Line two, McCabe, Klingberg, three, Giordano, Lilligren. Gio's getting old, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he's slowing down. Timothy Lilligren is turnover heaven. <laughs> like so, you pair him with Gio. He's he's really good in the neutral zone, and that's about it because he's not offensively. Morgan Riley, T.J. Brody, you can flip them one two like lines on one or two, and they can work with either McCabe or Klingberg. Klingberg. Last year was analytically the worst defenseman in the league, but that's because he was on the Anaheim Ducks. Yes. <laughs> so I think this year being on a team that actually knows how to play hockey, I think that will boost him. Well, he and used playing, to play in Dallas, right? Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Then, and he was fantastic. He was like a highlight-producing yeah. defenseman. Yeah. There. So and then Dal- he got he, shipped to Anaheim. Yeah, yeah, he had some injury problems. He could never get back to that level. So you know, he wanted Dallas to sign him. They wouldn't do it because of the injury problems. Dallas let him go. He go. He signs with Anaheim, and at the trade deadline, he gets moved to Minnesota. Minnesota was like, "Thanks for nothing," and then he <laughs> signs with uh, the Maple Leafs here. <laughs> Any other thoughts before we get into the goaltending? Uh, no, not really. 
And then if we want to get into goaltending right now, I mean it's basically the same lineup they had last year. Matt Murray was Matt Murray was in was in and out. Samsonov was in and out. I mean there wasn't really much. I mean, there's I not much is, changing. I think this is where Toronto's clearly the weakest. Uh, I think Joseph Wolf yes. takes over Samsonov by the end of the year. I do too. I think Matt Murray's. I don't think they. Yeah, I think he, he's done for the year. I think he's done, especially with the hip issues he's got going on right now. He's basically hips are made of glass. He's hurt all the time. Yeah, and even Samsonov, we don't. He's hurt all the time too. He's hurt all the time as well. So I think they're going to definitely. Uh, Drew kind of pointed out there might be their weakest point, but I don't think they have weak goalies by any means because they have a lot of good goalies that are signed in that program. If, let's say Joseph Wool becomes a starter, this would be their first like goalie that they've drafted, developed, and actually made it to the NHL in forever. Mm-hmm. Not just a rental. Yeah, they've had a lot of goalies that they've just signed because mm-hmm. they've just have been strong. horrible at picking in the draft with goaltenders. Also a St. Louis guy. Yeah. Mm, Room for that's it. cool. Yeah. Um Matt Murray, I guess I could I could see him playing a couple games this year towards the end. I, I just don't see him doing anything. Like Samsonov I think's a pretty steady goalie. You know, if we're talking about you know, how good he is, I think he's probably like midway in the league if you ranked him, you know, mm-hmm. one through sixty or sixty four, I guess then. But I just think wool being a younger guy, being put in a backup position, I think once he gets some reps, I think he can easily move into the starting role and take over Samsonov. All righty, looking at where we have the Maple Leafs this year, we'll start with Trevor this time. Where do you have Toronto? Um, I don't think they'll get. Um, I don't think they'll get one thirty-five like Boston did last year. I will say they probably get up to the one fifteens ish. I have them first. This year, I think the offensive power that they've got, the D core that they have, and I think, again, the goaltending is solid enough where they can still get first in the in the Atlantic. Code? I got them back at second um, just because, yeah, on paper, they should pull it off. Bertuzzi on first line is, like, crazy exciting. That's a it's stacked top six. Like that's, I think that's the best top six That's ridiculous. League. Now, if they play good together, it's totally different. Who knows? They could even make it to to first. Mm-hmm. Um, but are they going to do anything in the playoffs? Well, that's a different podcast, isn't it? Well, they got somewhere last we year. got a long way to go. I know, right? <laughs> Drew? I confidently have the Maple Leafs sitting at number one this year in the division. I think I think they hit about uh, 117 point-wise, mm-hmm. maybe 120. I just think they've got too many weapons for them to – to utilize that it shouldn't be that big of an issue for them to mm-hmm. reach that number one spot. I agree with you. I think they'll probably have a 10-point lead in the division. Um, that being said, they'll play a wild-card team, which will probably be like Tampa. And <laughs> lose. <laughs> and then, you know, they'll have problems <laughs> with that. But yeah, one last year. I do think Toronto is the best team in this division. I do have them first. I do think, I think they'll win almost a lot of their games outside of their division. I think they'll struggle with their division, though. So I think if it comes down to any tiebreakers, they're probably going to lose because they won't have the wins against the teams in their division. Third from last year, the Tampa Bay Lightning. 
any uh, thoughts from Tampa Bay last year before we jump into this year? They did win back-to-back Stanley Cups not too long ago. They weren't really picked apart too hard from the Cup wins last year. Totally different story because of money problems. They've had to turn over a lot of their roster for this season. So do we just want to jump into it? Anyone have anything to say? I say worn out. I say worn out. I think um, a lot of hockey. A lot of hockey in the last four years for them. I think now they've got a a full off season, and then grant not a full off season because they had the first round with uh, Toronto. I think now they've got some rest in. I think they'll be rejuvenated a little bit. I know the big news is Vassy having back surgery and be out for two months. I still don't or more. Or potentially more, depending on what is happening. Mm-hmm. I still think they'll be okay in overall. My biggest concern about Vassy is if when he comes back, is he going to be Vassy? Like? Is he going to be the great goaltender? Or is he going to be a great goaltender? Because I think that no. Well, I I, know I think it, it does matter. You know, <laughs> it I, matters. I, I do think I think they play defensively the way they do because they know that he's back there and they're like, ah, oh, if we screw up four times, he's probably going to get three of them, mm-hmm. you know? So it'll be a one goal, you know, we'll let in one goal. Now, like just off the games they've played this year, they play totally different defensively because they know the goaltending. Yeah, they know strong. Johansson's not Vasilevsky. I know they're already looking, Tampa's already looking yeah. because they, it's nothing against Johansson, but it's just like they need someone. Kind of surprised they didn't pick uh, Martin Jones on waivers. Yeah, I think they were. I don't know. Yeah, I think they were waiting for Joseph Wool to go on waivers. Yeah, it, instead of Jones. Yeah, but since Matt Murray got on long too much time IR, yeah. they can have those three guys now. Yeah. So looking at their top six, we have Connor Sheary, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov as their top line. Line two: Hagel or Hagel, Sorelli, and Stamkos. Pretty fast, speed wise. It's a couple old guys. Top uh, six there. Yeah, Stamkos is probably your slowest of the group, but he also probably has the best shot of the group. <laughs> they have Kucherov in there. Yeah. Kucherov. So any uh, – is there, is there any name on this list that stands out to you guys in a positive or negative way from the offensive position? I know we kind of been talking about the big tough boys, and Tanner Genoa is on this team. Uh, Nick Paul – Kind of gets in there. Connor Sheary. That's the name I kind of want to touch on real fast. I'm not sure how he's going to do. Because with the Penguins. Ex-Penguin, yeah. So the Penguins, he he had plenty of, like, help. Mm -hmm. But then he went to the Capitals and didn't really do a whole lot. I think he's got a lot of help with Braden Point and Gucci. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think think, uh, you can expect a pretty big year from Connor Sheary. They certainly do. I think he's the puck getter. I think Braden points the passer and Kucherov's the finisher on that line. Yeah, they proved that their first game. Yeah. Kucherov was really good the first game. I think that's how they set that up. Moving to the defense of the Lightning. I look at this and think they're letting a lot of younger guys with. They they have young guys with long ropes, basically. They're letting them. They're testing out some young guys. Uh, The rest of their defense is a little bit of the same. They've added Calvin DeHaan. Yeah. Rest of it's kind of rest of it's kind of the same. You have Hedman, Prebix, Sergachev, Radish, Chernak, and and DeHaan. And then like we said, for the goaltending, Vassy's out, and they're rolling with Johansson and Tompkins. 
never heard of Matt Tompkins in my life, but I think this is another one that's their their goaltending's their weakest link mm-hmm. in yeah. this whole thing. But again, I think offensive and defense outweighs the negative mm-hmm. in this case, depending on how the defensive zone is played. If they let in grade A chances like they did that Bassey usually does, we're potentially looking at a big swing on how mm-hmm. Tampa's season goes. It, it literally depends on how they play, or it depends on if they sign anybody as well. But then, again, the money cap issue rolls into play. Looking at their injuries, we've been mentioning Vasilevsky multiple times. Tyler Mott has been week to be week, but now... As of this week, he's day to day, so he's probably nearing a return. DTD, you know, by the end of the week, hopefully. All right, where do we have the Tampa Bay Lightning on our list? We're going to start with Cody. I'm going to change my list. Oh, Oh, shit. Make sure you mark it down so you don't put multiple. I am. (laughs) Because we're doing, we're coming back to these at the end of the year, aren't we? Yes. Let's see if we got right. I am going to bump them down to four. Okay. That's I don't expect a lot. Um, what are some of your... My tell us con- what you're thinking. Yeah. What I'm thinking is that defense is not as strong as those names look. Mm-hmm. That de- that de- Their defensive core is a lot of heavy lifting from Hedman. And even then, that he was not the Hedman of seasons past last season. Yeah, he had a rough year. Like He's... I don't know. I mean... It's like... He, it what sucks is like you think of this too. Like you think of Allmark. Allmark was good because the team was in front of him. Hedman was good because the team was in front of him, right? Or with him. They always there's always an up and down, and everyone yeah. thinks like oh, and that's not me saying he's no, a poor totally hockey player. Yeah. No, he's amazing, but he's there's something in that system that's not putting him at the 100 percent when they were back to back to back. You know what I mean? Like right. I think this all. I think missing. what you're trying to say is what Trevor said the very first sentence. They played a lot of hockey. I think yeah. their bodies are wore out. Yeah. Three peats are not easy. I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> I'm not a big fan of Sergachev because I think he turns the puck over a lot. Yeah, I think I think he gets nervous out there. I'm kind of surprised he's not on the top line. Like not just put him on the top yeah. line. Headman. I think they need like they're giving prebix. Right. A chance. I've never yeah. Heard yeah, they're giving prebix a chance on the top line. I think it should be Sergachev and prebix, Headman, Radish. Now that could change, you know, tomorrow. Right. But yeah, change day to day. I just think Hedman, I, you know, he's like the Norris guy on yeah. their team. I just think at some point you have to pass the baton to the younger guy and their younger guy. It's like Giordano. Giordano's going to fall in the last line. Yeah. We all know how he could play, but again, he's passing yeah, the he's, Yeah, he's not like right. how he was on Calgary by any chance. But still, someone you're happy to have on the third like mm-hmm. lineup. That's great. Anyone else? Who wants to go next on the... I'll go. All right. I have Lightning, same place as they were last year, third place behind Toronto and Boston for me. I think they'll make the playoffs. I think think they'll be on the wild card area, and I think towards the end, once they get Vasilevsky back, I think they might, you know, get like maybe four or six more points just of a boost from having him back. Uh, I mean, kind of what Cody was saying, they kind of have the same team, and they've been playing a lot of hockey, and at some point... I think that's going to catch up to him. I think it caught up to him at the end of last year. I think it's going to catch up to him or remain caught up to him this year. So they're not going to be as dominant as they've been in years past. I still think they're a playoff team, mainly because of players like Point, Kucherov, uh, Stamkos, Hedman, you know, the Hall of Famers on the team, or soon to be, you know, Hall of Famers on the team. I think 
the four or five of them combined can get them into a playoff spot. But I, I have them barely in, you know, by a couple points. Yeah. Uh, this one might, I would say, be shocking. I, I have them at two, mm-hmm. to be honest. And this one's kind of different. I think they'll still be okay. I think uh, they're in a better situation than what Boston is a little bit. I actually wouldn't say better. I would say more. Um, they're about the same, but I think as far as a team-wise, well-rounded-wise, youth-wise, I think Tampa is going to be okay. I don't think um, – I think they'll be pushing about the 100-point limit, maybe less if I go around 95. But I think uh, they'll be um, – I think they'll still do well, and they'll be second at the end of the year. I've probably got the hottest take on this one. I've got Tampa at five. You should move up close to your microphone. Say that again. I've got Tampa at five. Thank you. Now we can all hear you. Right. Um, part part of the reason for that is, like, like we've been saying constantly, the team the team's been through a lot. Yeah. Right. And I think I think not having Vassy and Net is really going to catch them, and they're going to drop some games that they really shouldn't. But. I think I think I think they go at five, but I still think they make playoffs. I think they squeak in as a final wild card slot. Mm-hmm. So Drew's putting that's a, that's a big both money. wild cards on the. Atlanta. It's a good point though. Are they going to be able to learn to play a little bit more defensively out in other zones, or are they are they going to keep being like, oh, Fassie's back? Oh. You know, they're basically playing with an average goalie now. Right. Mm-hmm. Who hasn't really done much? Yeah. I'll he say needs- he's an NHL goalie. I think he yeah. is a decent goalie. He's obviously good. Yeah, he wouldn't be yeah, there if he's yeah. not. But, but it's compared to others. Yeah, Hall- yes. Hall- a future. Hall- the ex- <laughs> the <laughs> expectations are high. Yeah, I wouldn't say tough high. act to follow. Yes, <laughs> to say the yep. least. <laughs> Alrighty, last year the Florida Panthers barely made it into the playoffs by one point, all because of the Chicago Blackhawks beating the Pittsburgh Penguins in the final game, which caused a butterfly effect across the whole entire league <laughs> uh, that ended up with the first overall pick, managers getting fired, coaches getting fired, you know, all this other stuff. People Carlson going to Pittsburgh. Yeah, people getting traded. All because of that one game, hypothetically. Still funny. Panthers made it in the playoffs by one point. They go to the Stanley Cup final and they lose. What did the Panthers bring to the table this year that is possibly surprising to anybody? Uh, more Rodriguez being on the first line, not Kachuk. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of crazy. Evan Rodriguez on the first line is kind of a tough look. <laughs> it's a tough look. Uh, Kachuk not in the first line. Uh, that's uh, oof. well. Once again, like we it's said, like we said with Tampa, that could change. Right? Yeah. But, uh, definitely changed, but that could just be spreading the love, man. Spread it out. True. If you've got Kachuk on your second line, you've got to have some confidence in your first. You're not wrong. Oh, but this is my biggest fear. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa! Did you say you forgot about Bob? I was really hoping you didn't hear Ooh, that. Look at these out. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. How the so hell do you that Bob? the Stanley Cup Finals did not fare too well with no the uh, the Panthers here. Hornquist out for. Basically the year. Ekblad out for basically the year. Montour basically out for the year. Sam Bennett was good and then got hurt in preseason again. Homie got hurt in preseason. And he is out. They say day-to-day, but he's been day-to-day for a while. A lot of of days. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of the days. So you're looking at a pretty rough lineup. 
with a lot of guys that I think they just had to sign just to have an NHL team. Mm-hmm. You know what wow. I mean? Wow. Basically a bunch of misfits. They've been this team for seasons, though. You're not wrong. But I think last They've year been the, the, the land of misfit toys for like as long as I can remember. Yeah, but not a good land of misfit toys. Oh, I hate they got to the finals like, last la- year. That's what I'm saying. Last year, I think, was yeah. finally they brought every single piece that they needed together. Yeah. Now I they, think they have figured that, it out at the right time. But now they've figured it out. Now it's going back to, okay, really, we got plagued by injuries. And now this is where I think it's going to hurt them the yeah, most. Yeah, going to hurt them the beginning. long-ass injuries. They ain't short. They're, they're not day-to-days. It's day a long days. season. <laughs> and those are your top dogs, too. That mm, are yeah. Yeah. That, that was what made your team your team. Ouch. Other than Evan Rodriguez, do any of these other names pop out? I mean, we have Kevin Stunlin. I love E2. That's a great name. Lorenz. You like him because of his name. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about that guy. <laughs> what? Listed writing. It'll be no. funny to E2. see E2. See how Kachuk goes. Uh, with, uh, how long did he sign there? Uh, he signed eight for like eight, eight years. It's like a long one, right? This is the first year of the eight, though, because he was with Calgary. Last year. And yeah. then got picked and up like got, a, before no, the trade deadline, right? They traded him because he said that he wanted out. So by doing that, he gave Calgary a year to figure, figure out yeah. what they needed to do. Well, Calgary was like, well, our best, the when we're going to get the most bang for our buck is giving him away with a full year. So they traded him for Huberto and Uyghur mm-hmm. to, oh. to go to Calgary. He At comes Huberto. over here, gets MVP votes. And then goes to the Stanley Cup final as Huberto and Uyghur are playing in the kiddie pool in Calgary. <laughs> the kiddie <laughs> pool. around. Here's one uh, thing. I'd be curious to see how he does after the broken sternum that he had last year. Yeah, that's a big Well, thing. through the two games he's played so far, so far the they're 0-2 and Kachuk is normal Kachuk. Just a savage. Their defense, yeah. I think, is where it really starts to show... Where that they're injured. not going to be very good this year. Gustav Forsling's their best defenseman by a long shot. He's not that great. But Oliver he's Ekman a, Larson's decent, no, He's a decent very too. good defensive defense. He's very underrated. He's a very good defensive defenseman. OEL, I think this is kind of his last yeah. shot. Miko Mikula, we saw him in here in St. Louis. He went over with the Tarasenko trade. Didn't last there. Signed with Florida in the offseason. Dmitry Kulikov has basically had a suitcase packed his whole entire career. He's making Cody. <laughs> He's redoing He's a whole new list. <laughs> I have to. I have to. <laughs> I have to. That's Josh Mahura, I mean, he's kind of been a third liner you know, his whole entire life, and they're giving, I don't even know how to say that kid's name, but they're giving him a chance on, on D, which they kind of have to because they have so many injuries. Balinskis. Looking at their goalies, same, same as, as last year. Bob and uh, Bob. Oh, they no, got Stolarz. Stolarz was, was from Anaheim. So he's uh, new. One of the things they don't have on here, because it's not an injury technically, but it's like Spencer Knight last, or last season went on the... NHLPA. Yeah, yeah it's called something. The player assistance. The player assistance thing. Oh, where the alcoholics go. <laughs> That's not well. Like all it, of it. it might but not I'm just totally be alcohol. But, uh, it's mental health and all that. Yeah. Other jazz. So he he, know, he had I some know. mental stuff going on. He comes back uh, for preseason. He had sent down to the minors. So we might see him. We might not, depending on you know how he plays. I think it's for him to develop and get back again. A whole year off. I think they. Ru- I think they. Time. I think they rush him. Not to at that show. level. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'll. Yeah. I, I think. It'll be funny. I think Kachuk's going to realize that picking money over teams is, yeah. 
not always the way to go. Where do we have the Panthers falling on the list? They, they've dropped the farthest of any of the teams on my list. Mm-hmm. I've got the Panthers at seven. Wow, that was a big drop. Whoa. It's a big drop. That's a. But looking at all their injuries, four I, to seven. I think I think it's a little mm. bit more warranted. Looking at all the inter- injuries mm-hmm. that they have, I mean, th- this is a real tough look, especially compared to going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I don't think Florida has the right amount of players or the. I mean, Drew might be on something. They were one point away from missing. I, I honestly, I think if they would have missed playoffs, I think this might be the roster we 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 would be looking at anyway. Because those players th- would have left. Yeah, I think they would have <laughs> sold. Yeah. Instead, they bought. And so this is where I've, we got, are. I've got Panthers at seven. I, I don't think they're going to get anywhere close to the 80-point mark. I, I've actually am. I'll go next. Uh, I have them at six. Mm-hmm. Now, big drop again. Yeah, I, two. Yeah, I think, um, again, barely making the playoffs. I think other teams have um, progressed compared to them. So, yeah, I have them at six. I got them at seven. Same after my after my re reshake up there because I was not aware of that level of outs they had of outies they have yeah <laughs> they have I, a lot of outies yeah and they for, have as many yeah. outies as Drew did in so I I don't know I think what happened Constant. last season was really interesting they had a really hot fun exciting run and I think Kachuk definitely was a part of that but um, I'm sorry to cut you off I got to pull a Cody here I forgot to add the Red Wings to the whole list. Oh my. You have <laughs> hey, you're not the only oh one. Oh my goodness! So, okay, so where do you have the Panthers in? S- seven. So, <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Worse. He's got Panthers. Yeah, seven. He has them in a worse spot. Now. So sorry, Cody. We made fun no. Of you're, you. fine, you're, you're fine. You're fine. You're fine. I, I just I was making moves, and then I was like, nah, I gotta redo this whole thing. I guess I'm the only person that has any positive thoughts about the Panthers. I still have them at five, only because I think the teams I have below them are the only teams they are going to be able to beat. I think they're better than the than the three teams I have below them. I don't think they're better than the four I have above them, though. True. If that makes any sense. No, it does. Yeah. <laughs> That's so. A, I do think division games. I think they'll do pretty decent in with those bottom teams. Like every top team should, you know. But I I can't put myself to put them any lower. Looking at some of the rebuilding teams at the bottom. Yeah. How about you fix your list over there and stop yapping? <laughs> talking about on to the next one. This is the one I want to talk about. All right. So up next is a team that missed playoffs by one point, and it is the Buffalo Sabres. They would have made the playoffs if the whole Pittsburgh-Chicago incident didn't happen. There's also a Columbus Blue Jackets game in there that also kind of threw a wrench in there. Just call it the yeah. incident. Yeah, in there uh, they had some problems with. Looking at the Buffalo Sabres, this is a team that was struggling forever to get back into the playoffs. I think it's been 11 years since they've been in the playoffs. Their top six is the exact same as last year. Uh, Moved around a little bit. Some key additions to their team. Zach Benson made the team out of training camp. He is an 18, 19-year-old. That made the team. You have Peyton Krebs as the fourth line center from the uh, the Eichel trade. They still have you know Alex Tuck from the Eichel trade. Dylan Cousins has made improvements. Casey Middlestat has made improvements. Jeff Skinner, like I'm pretty sure he's the second oldest on the team, uh, but uh, other than Victor Olafson, 
uh, their captain. Or no, wait, 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 wait. Kyla Pozo is their captain. Sorry, not Victor Olsen. <laughs> I saw the O. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> they do have some big boys in, on the back with Joan Greenway and Jurgensen's. <laughs> so, uh, what? <laughs> Nothing. Cody and I both smirked. Yeah, I know. It's a funny <laughs> name. Jurgensen's. Jurgensen's. Sounds like a lotion company. Jurgensen's. <laughs> That's the point. Overall, very young team, a lot of talent. Looking at their defense, they added Eric Johnson from the Colorado Avalanche, Connor Clifton from the Boston Bruins, Owen Power, Erasmus Dahlin, both signed extensions. You have Samuelson and Yoki Haru as the defensive six, I guess. And then looking at goalies, you're looking at a possible Calder winner and Devin Levi, Eric Comrie, the backup from Winnipeg. Injuries, notable injury, Jack Quinn. Jack Quinn. Oh, it's your Quinn. How do we feel? We'll start with defense on this one. How, how do we feel about the Buffalo Sabres defense as a group of six? I really like this defense. I like it a lot. Better. They're, they're very fast, Better. minus Eric Johnson. They are a very fast, puck-moving defense. And powerful. A very yeah. like they are they are big boys heavy it. shots and especially when you have a guy with the last name power <laughs> i still think he needs to grow into his body more i well, feel like he, feels all the young he, ones he looks do. awkward out yeah, yeah he does look awkward out there well same thing with bedard bedard looks awkward yeah but we yeah. don't get to him yet. they're also children basically yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're minors yeah. they can't they have to wear swimming suits in the shows <laughs> oh my god oh. <laughs> anywho <laughs> all right <laughs> Any comments on the 12 forwards? I am feeling overly optimistic about the Sabres. Everyone, I think everyone is. has them in the playoffs, like from like a professional standpoint, of like yeah. people on TSN, Sports Center, Sportsnet, all those guys, yeah. the insiders all have Buffalo making a humongous jump this year, making it into playoffs. That's why I mentioned the 11 year drought that drought. they've had. Uh, the one of the things that I liked just watching their last like twenty thirty games is they're filling the barn. They yeah. have people There's at excitement. the games, and I think that I think that adds to it. There's not oh we're playing hockey today. It's like, Dude, oh, there's an energy. Yeah, there's a show it. to be put on. Like here. yeah, and I think what's also yeah. nice, not a lot of changes that they needed to make. Minus yeah. one, like a couple on the offensive core. I think they figured out okay for the beginning at the end of the last year. That we were all they were all starting to figure it out, so they didn't make much changes. So I think now that all of them have put a lot of them have played together, I think this is going to help them as a team morale wise is going to help a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they have a lot of players on their team, defense and forwards that can make major strides, and I, I don't think this is their ceiling. I think they can get no. Way better. This feels like a team where they have for a They're lot of these starting, young guys, yeah. it's like. We have no expectations. Mm-hmm. We have no one else to compare ourselves to. Just play. We can just play as as well as we can. Yeah. We can set that tone, and that's an exciting atmosphere to be around. Buffalo, like the city, they just want a competitive team. Yeah. I think that checks that box. Oh, for sure. I think next box, if they don't make playoffs this year, I think next year they're going to have some pressure to make it because they are a decent team. And they like their biggest thing forever was they couldn't score a goal and they couldn't keep a goal out of their net. They finally kind of the a, two things you need. Yeah, they finally. I mean, the last goalie. Think of this: like the last goalie that they had that was any good 
was Ryan Miller. Like for the team. Damn. Like Olmark is Olmark good was, now. Olmark was good, but his team sucked. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so don't put that. Don't say Olmark was bad though. Well, he's good. He was well. He's really good now because he just won the Vezina. But like you he see was, what I'm saying? He was, he was good. Just the team wasn't fair. Like Ryan Miller was good, but he had a decent team. And then when Ryan Miller got towards the end, he wasn't that great. Oh, okay. <laughs> Goalie, goalie Goalies, diaries. Man. Goalies. All right. So where do we have the Buffalo Sabers finishing this season? We'll start with. Gr- we already started with Drew. We no, just we're just going with Drew again because mm. he hasn't talked much. I, 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 got, I got them in second. God wow, that's damn. a big it's jump. It's a big jump. That's a fucking jump. <laughs> bro, that's... Bro. To jump Drew, wait, wait. It is my out there <laughs> when we were When we were talking about expectations, Drew's like, no, they're fucking winning the President's Trophy, bud. <laughs> <laughs> Drew's like, no, no playoff. We're making fucking playoffs. <laughs> I feel like this is Drew's sleeper team. <laughs> this is in fact my sleeper team. I think this team's gonna have a slow start. Where did you have Toronto? I had Toronto one. Okay, I was gonna say because Miller would be upset because Miller, Miller's from St. Louis, loves Toronto. So. <laughs> right, <laughs> what no, team doesn't Miller like? No, I think I think Sabers are probably like the they're gonna have like the slowest start to the season. They're not gonna do super great. Maybe the first ten games, and then suddenly you're gonna have that tire like bottom six figure something out mm-hmm. and suddenly they're just gonna win game after game after game after game they've been pretty good so far like what we've yeah. seen been pretty fast moving fast pace so mm. who wants to go next trevin All right, i'll go next i have buffalo in fourth right behind the lightning and right above the panthers i think they're just gonna make the steps needed to get to the playoffs i don't think they're like a team full of all-stars i think there's a team figuring it out and I think they'll I, I honestly think they'll have the fourth place spot locked up. I don't really think it's to be that much of a wild card race when it comes down to, you know, the final three, four teams in that position. I'm right there with you. I think the momentum they carried from last year, if it keeps going this year, I think they'll find themselves in fourth again, safely in the playoffs. No no need to figure out points and wins or losses. They'll be safely in fourth place as a wild card team. I was a little more optimistic through a minute three, but um, that's hey, not bad it though. Too. <laughs> no, I'm teasing. Uh, I, I think there's excitement here, and if this team can click at the right time, <laughs> they can be the ones making some moves. Especially with, I mean, like we'd mentioned previously in the pod, like the Bruins, maybe. Who knows? Lightning may be tired. Those are those are spots that can be stolen. The last thing I have to say on the Sabres is kind of a sad note. They, uh, Their Hall of Fame announcer, Rick Jarrett, retired a couple of years ago, walked away from you know, the game. Super old guy. He's been the voice of the Buffalo Sabres for over 50 years, half a decade. He did pass away over the summer, and they are wearing the RJ patches on all of their jerseys this year. So I just kind of want to give a little shout-out to him. He's one of the, the best hockey announcers you've ever heard and I, if, if you don't know who that is any buffalo sabers highlight ever in their history was called by him wow mm-hmm. so, so he's been doing he he's been there since day one basically so wow he retired it wasn't last year it was the year before and this summer he passed away from health uh, related things that's the reason he kind of stepped away from it yeah one of the best voices in hockey so yeah. i just wanted to give wow. him a little you know 30 second yeah uh clip there mm-hmm 
Alrighty, that brings us to Canada again and the Ottawa Senators. So Ottawa last year, they had 39 wins, 35 losses, 8 overtime losses, 86 points. So they missed playoffs by, you know, 6, 7 points there. Moving to their lineup pretty close to what they were rolling with last year. Uh, their top line is the exact same. They have Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutz, Claude Giroux. Some of the key additions, they've added Vladimir Tarasenko, Dominic Kubalik. Uh, that's kind of, they have some. They do have some younger guys that have popped in. Uh, one, of the, one of the big things they're struggling with right now is cap-related things. They you know, also Josh Norris got hurt. That's a humongous one, actually. He's been hurt for uh, like Shane Pinto's season. not signed. He's another one of their all-star centers. Uh, the goaltending, I, I they they signed Corpusalo to be their guy. Uh, Anton Forsberg, I think him and Corpusalo are gonna split it pretty down pretty the middle. Yeah. I think. Uh, looking at their defense, you know they they got Chikrin. From Arizona last year, Thomas Shabbat, who's an all-star, Jake Sanderson, who's going to be, you know, how he's played so far, probably a future Hall of Famer. Way too early to tell, though. Artem Zub, one of my favorite players in the league that I think is underrated. Uh, Brandstrom and Travis Hemenick. So how do we feel about the Sens this year? They What were the off-season pickups, like, specifically for this season? So for this season, they because I can see Tarasenko for sure. Tarasenko and Dominic Kubalik <laughs> were their big ones. The rest of them were all call, basically call ups. Like Greg has been one of their best minor league players ever, or not ever, but last mm-hmm. year. Parker Kelly is a really good minor leaguer. Zach McEwen's one of those guys who's up and down. Uh, they really didn't do too much, and the reason be the reason they didn't do too much during the off season was because they changed ownership. So they didn't know how much money they wanted to spend. So, you know, the new owner bought them and they kind of didn't know what they needed. And on top of that, making moves this year and like the last three, four years has been so hard because COVID has basically put a stop on the salary cap going up that they're kind of landlocked. Like I said, they 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 signed Tarasenko really quick when they should have signed Shane Pinto. In my opinion, Shane Pinto's a way better player. He's super young compared to Tarasenko, who's been around now for you know ten plus years. So they really didn't do too much. It was more of just like kind of like how Buffalo is bringing their minor league team, who's ready, up to the NHL, and that's kind of what you see here on the bottom six, basically, as an overall. Mm. Thoughts on Ottawa, Trevor? Let's start with you. About the same as previous years. You know, nothing too fancy, nothing too surprising. I think the additions of Tarasenko and Kubali could be beneficial, but not in a wild factor way. Um, I think Tarasenko might have a decent year. Kubali might have a decent year. Break a Chuck and Tim Stultzy or Stutzley, whatever the fuck Stutzle. is. Stutzle. Stutzle, whatever. See, I get names Strutzle. wrong too. Strutzel <laughs> and Claude Drew. I think that would be a good line. Uh, I just, again, nothing really is telling me that they will do great, but I don't think they'll do bad either. I think they'll be right in the middle of the pack. Their biggest loss was losing Alex Debrinkit, but he also didn't want to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, by the looks of it. 
It it does hurt to lose to Brinkett, but um, forty, goal, forty goal guy off your roster. I'm gonna throw just my placement for them too while I do this. I'm gonna say they're gonna be do a little better than we may think. Um, I'm putting them in the fifth. Put them in fifth. That's where I had them actually. Yeah, because like, that right in the middle. Of, yeah, like I mean, Kachuk is he's Kachuk. He gets I don't the Senators are like a blind spot in the league. Like this is they're a kind team of they're in the gray area that is like not bad. They not great, but not they're bad. not great. They don't do anything really exciting, but like Kachuk's a really good player. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mm-hmm. mean, obviously everyone knows him and his brother, but I'm just saying, like Stutzla, Drew, Tarasenko, like they got they There's do have some power. There. It's just not I don't think it's just not there quite yet. Right. They're one of the teams that I think if they were in any other division other than the Pacific, in I the think Atlantic. they'd be in the playoffs. In the Atlantic. No, I think the Pacific's the best division. Oh, other the, than the Pacific. Sorry, they, my yeah, bad. He's so saying they couldn't hang there, but yeah, yeah. I think you're saying if they'd... they were in the Central or the Metro, I think they'd be in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But them being in the Atlantic, Toronto scored, causes sorry. some problems. <laughs> so, Drew, where do you have them on your uh, list? There, I got Senators at six as well. I mean, I, I have them at six. Yeah. This is a pretty like unanimous thing, and. Honestly, I'm kind of hoping the Senators kind of bite us in the ass on this one That'd and really nice. shock us. Yeah, I'd be happy with that. But so far, all their all their off season moves just hasn't really done anything. They're You're, locked together. You so are literally just up. patching holes that are gonna burst as soon as you get done patching them. <laughs> Alrighty, I also have them at six mainly because, like I said, I think their division is pretty stacked with the top teams. I I think the Panthers, I, I could see the Panthers and Senators flipping on my list from five and six. The only reason I have the Panthers higher is I think once they do get those top players back, I think they're just a better overall team than the Ottawa Senators. I do like, uh, last the Senators, I like this defensive. Yeah. These, these, for these top two lines I really like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. Dude, with a name like Zub, ooh. I know, they all, I know the yeah, they all say zoo when he has the puck. Like, and everyone's like, what zoo. is he doing? Yeah. All righty. So that is the Ottawa Senators. Moving on to the Detroit Red... Oh, oh my God. Red Wings. Red Wings. Red Wings. The Red Wings. The Red Speaking of Alex Dabrinkit, this is where Alex Dabrinkit wanted Wet to rings. be. Guys, widowly. The, uh, <laughs> widowly hitting the, the captain of the team. Shut <laughs> <laughs> the fuck up. Whatever. <laughs> the captain of the team, Dylan Larkin. Lucas Raymond got promoted to the top line. David Perron, Andrew Kopp, and Michael Rasmussen round out the top six. Bottom six is where it gets a little fishy, and not because of Christian Fisher. But you have... What, we got the count over here? Okay. <laughs> they have Daniel Sprong, who signed from the Seattle Kraken. You have JT Comfer from Colorado. Oli Mata from God knows where because he's been everywhere. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh being the most recent. Uh, Clem Coston Clem from St. Louis, Edmonton. Now he's on his third team with Detroit. Personally, I think this is his last shot at making an NHL <laughs> roster. And then Joe Bellano. Red Wings just picking up all those blues leftovers. Yes, this is the ex-blues Red Wings. Or the yeah. St. Louis Red Wings is what we call them. The ex-central. The Red Wings. Yes. Red Wings. I and mean, not to add me. more Jake to it. Wallman. Yeah, yeah. not to add more <laughs> to the list. But we have Jake Wallman, Cider, Petrie, Sherratt, Gossesfair, and Justin Hall as their sixth defenseman. 
Yeah. So the top line, you got okay. So Jake Wallman in St. Louis was kind of like the seventh defenseman. He could never crack the lineup. But that's the years that the Blues were in the playoffs, and they kept making. You know, they were a good team. Now I think he could make the team easy. He is like their second best defenseman. Wow. On Detroit behind Cider. That's why they you know they play together. Ben Sherratt, Jeff Petrie, both great defensemen five years ago. They're they're on the back nine of their career. In, golf. The back in, 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 in golf terms, they're on the back nine. Um Shane jo- Gossesver. Josh Despair. Josh Despair. Uh Shane Shane Gossesver. <laughs> when he got to Arizona a couple years ago, I think that kind of rebooted his career. And now he's starting to get some more looks. Uh Justin Hall. Worst defenseman by far on the Toronto Maple Leafs last year. Leaves the team and joins Detroit. I could see him actually playing better on Detroit, just not being in the Toronto media where they're on him every single day. And looking at their goalies, I know, you know once again, another ex-blue with Billy Huso and then James Reimer. Another ex-blue is out, Robbie Fabry. Fabry's yeah. always been like hurt though. That's yeah. the thing. Like even with the Blues, he was just constantly with injury problems. So what what do we want to talk about here? Is there any is there anything that stands out? Do we want to talk about defense, offense, goaltending? I really like their bottom six actually. Really? Yeah, I I really like seeing Sprong and Comfort together. Mm-hmm. Uh because though those are guys that you like really need if you want to do like a playoff push. They're going to get you those goals and those points. Mm-hmm. That are crucial to getting you wins. Anything stand out to you, Cody? On Besides the fact that half of them are blues. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard for me not to have positive feelings seeing David Perron uh, on a third line. Or no, he's on second line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, to bring it with Larkin, that's kind of... That's interesting. Throw Raymond on that line. That's That could be a very dangerous line. Like, with Larkin, I don't know... I, I mean, I haven't watched the Wings in a long time. He's still as fast as he was, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, him and Debrinket though together. That's, I that's a fast. Re- the thing that that's hurt a fast them, duo. I think the thing that was really going to hurt Detroit is letting Bertuzzi go. Imagine Bertuzzi <laughs> on the second line, will, where like Rasmussen supposed to be mm-hmm. or is on there, and push all of them down one. Imagine Daniel Sprung on your fourth line, Rasmussen on your third line. That's that'd be that's a gross. Killer. That's depth. Yeah, yeah, but they. I think they. You know, it's like the ex-girlfriend yeah. that you always think about. You know, that's how I feel. They're gonna think about uh, Bertuzzi now. Yeah, Bertuzzi first line. Yeah, in Toronto. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trevor, any thoughts on Detroit? We haven't talked about their defense. If you wanna maybe say something about that. Uh, I mean, adding Shane Goss is very decent. Cider coming back, or cedar cider, whatever you wanna call it, apple cider. Him coming back is gonna help Wallman pretty good i think their defensive line 50 50 i don't i think that would probably be their weakest that and their goaltending is probably their weakest part of their whole thing in Not saying my their opinion it's bad by any yeah, means. no i just think on the team line yes if you like it's hot yes and james reimer is not a bad goal either i'm just saying i think defensively yeah defensively he's a suitcase 
Okay. Do you guys know what that means? I don't. It I means he funny. packs his bags a lot because he goes from goes team, from team to, to team. That's team. what I figured it meant, but like, Cody has had a bigger laugh than <laughs> how that joke works. And I was like, I don't think he knows what that means. <laughs> no, I just think that the goaltending and the defensive the defensive core needs a little... A little touch-up. I would say touch it, yeah, but yeah, a little they more fine tuning. Energy, and that's what that Wallman's giving them. Yeah. But like that, that. I just think they need something D-line. else that just sparks that. Just they need a star power in there somewhere. Whether it's goaltending or a defenseman, they need somebody in there to be that person. I don't think anybody. They is. need a defensive hot shot. Yeah. Watch them trade for uh, Kevin Shattenkirk. Shat deuces. Baby. Okay, so <laughs> where do you have Detroit on your list? And then on top of that, who has the best gritty on the team? Because <laughs> I have Detroit in seventh place, and obviously Jake Wallman has the best gritty on the team. I think he's the only one that knows what that word means <laughs> on this team. I have uh, I have Red Wings actually in one six. Two. <laughs> <laughs> have, who has the best gritty on the team? And probably Jake Wallman or Cider. <laughs> who do you think has the best gritty of the four of us? Probably Drew. <laughs> it's not ironic. Probably, probably Drew because he's done it. Yeah, <laughs> I've Drew's never done that. I'm gonna score a goal. Yeah, I, I hit want the Drew, gritty. Yeah, next Drew goal, I want a gritty. <laughs> See what happens next shift. Oh my god! Uh, no, I have them in six again, kind of like Ottawa, making the right steps forward, just not enough. Again, injury wise, not no big names that are injured right now. Not too big, but I just think they're making the right steps forward. I think this is gonna be another year. It's just building just getting the building blocks getting in place who wants to stay here is my question that's the problem is, is the brinket like, gonna stay what is well, this is where he wanted to go this is where he wanted to be how long did they sign it that i don't know well we don't gotta go that far but he, i i have them at sixth as well but i feel a little bit positive about it they could probably they might push steal that. some stuff he wasn't really we'll see. so when he was on Chicago, he he didn't really like it there because he wasn't the main guy. Okay, I know this is totally off topic, but you know how like we said Toronto is gonna be like a offensive powerhouse. They're winning seven to three against Minnesota. Drew, how the fuck do you get this ad? So Alex Debrinkit yeah, was on. signed by the Red Wings over the summer. Actually, let's just do it. Yeah, he let's was. look up the he fucking was. Red Wings. Over the summer, he was signed over the summer, and that's where he wanted to be. This is so he was in. Case. He was in. So Alex DeBrinket is signed through. Okay. He has three years left. It's seven point eight seven five. Um. So he's testing that water a bit. He just yeah, it's basically a three year deal. I don't know, but anybody want to comment on these fucking chairs? I'm so sorry. These chairs are so comfy. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. We all pitched in. I was the one that brought it up. True. Yeah, it is true. These chairs are so nice. So if you look, so this is like one of my favorite websites. <laughs> so Cap, if you look so in our office, we have new chairs. Cap we friendly. do have new Cap chairs. friendly. Like you can see, so like Alex is to bring it right here. How they got him was through a trade. Not sponsored, by the way. And then you can see what the trade was. You can see. Spons- sponsored by chairs. <laughs> sponsored by sitting. No, so just Cap friendly, not sponsored. Yeah. So you can just kind of see how they got there and stuff like that, but anyway, so we don't we're not too high on the on the Red Wings this year. 
Montreal Canadiens are Excuse me. the last team. <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't get my input on them yet. Okay, Drew, where do you have the Detroit Red Wings? I got them at four. Oh my <laughs> god, what the <laughs> fuck? I'm glad we didn't skip him. <laughs> Hold up. You know what? You know, this deserves this deserves this. This just absolutely deserves it. You know what? We had to bring it out on a good occasion. This is worth you the know occasion. What? <laughs> <laughs> is there a boo one? Yeah. Boo this man. Can you even hear that on those? I'm sorry, but like I've got two teams that I think are just going to absolutely defy expectations, and I think it's the Sabers and the Red Wings. Defying mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> expectations, I can I can see the Sabers. I would have Senators above the Red Wings. That's like, what I have. Yeah, I have Senators above the Red, uh, Red Wings. The Red Wings. <laughs> the oh, Red Wings. Wait, so when I can't say Red Wings, it's a funny boy. You say it. I laughed. Oh, Literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think Red Wings are just going to come out swinging. I think them getting Alex Debrinkets going to really solidify it that. Gives Larkin stage. a shot in the arm, probably. Yeah, like I think I think this is actually just going to rejuvenate the Red Wings to actually being a, a playable team. Well, dude, you got Perron out play. there, even though he's like definitely old as. I'm not gonna, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's a pretty old player, but like, dude, hella good shot. on the power play. He is. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I think He's I think the Red mongoose. Wings are. I think I think the Red Wings and Lightning are gonna take the last two wild card spots, and mm-hmm. that's that's gonna be it. And they're gonna be it's gonna be a tight race so, between those okay. two. Tight. We're we're not gonna say it right now, but when we're done, we're gonna run through our list one through eight individually, so we can kind of get a better grasp. Because right now, but. As of right now, we're going to move on to the last team. They finished eight last year, 31 wins, 45 losses, six overtime losses for 68 points, not 12 points away from the next closest team, not remotely competitive at all. They had a ton of injuries last year, which was the main you know problem. They were the team that had the most man games lost by injuries. Uh, they... Did okay at the draft. They picked up Slavkovsky or Slavkovsky first overall. Personally, I don't think he's ready for the NHL, but just he's with he's second there. line, get out there. Yeah, that's what they he's did with Caulfield. There. Yeah, they picked him up from Boston. So some of the key <laughs> he's a draft pick uh, players. No, Boston College. Right? Oh, yeah. sorry. I they pulled like he Boston, finished Boston. his season in college, and they were like, "Get in there. We're in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Go." <laughs> So looking at their top line, their top line is actually not that bad. Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, Josh Anderson. Second line, they picked up Alex Newhook in a trade. Uh, Kirby Doc, they picked up at the draft last year with a trade with Chicago. Slavkovsky, they literally picked up at the draft. Uh, Tanner Pearson, the old uh, king in Calgary Flames. Sean Monahan, another ex-Flame. Brendan Gallagher is finally back from the IR. Harvey Pennard, I think is Pinard. I think is one of their what a what good a name. better better yeah, that's a good name. Better younger players. Jake Evans finally back from his seventeenth concussion. And then once again, just like most of the Atlantic division, there's like one person on the team that made the camp from <laughs> training camp. From training camp. Or they made the team from training camp. Hmm. So looking at their defense, it is rough. there's no good way to put it to say the least they have a lot i will say though these guys are all humongous human beings they are tall but giant but do they fumble the puck at the blue yeah (laughs) so they're all cody peas at beer league (laughs) 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 
really using that soundboard. I hope that's, I hope that really shows up and <laughs> is audible. No, yeah, I can hear it, yeah. So, I mean, they're the only defenseman I am even remotely thinking about is Arbert Jackai, and then I love Caden Cooley. <laughs> it's how you pronounce the name. Yeah, what? <laughs> it, 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 it is pronounced oh, that This way. guy right here, Arbert Jackai. His nickname is Wi-Fi because his last name looks like a Wi-Fi password. It's Which might be one of the most creative nicknames yeah, that, I think I've ever heard of. That's my favorite nickname in the league right now. Wi-Fi. What's, so do, what's the goalie sitch? Uh, I'm sure it's well, worse I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not <laughs> Carey Price. Yeah, he's he's gone So much. their Ooh, starters, Jake, Jake Allen. Allen, their backups, Montembeau. I think that's going to flip by the end of the year because Jake Allen is just kind of getting up there in egg. Their injury is Christian Dvorak, who has been on the IR basically ever since he, he left. He left Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he has. Pl- I, I'd actually be interested to see what his stats are with Montreal because he has not played that much with them. They're gonna stay in eighth. <laughs> I agree. Okay, so no. <laughs> we, we the gotta, best part yeah. about them is Martin St. Louis. Yeah, they're being a coach. <laughs> yeah, I, I think their best. My favorite. I do person like is Cole Caulfield because Caulfield. of how they play. I'd like to see you know Slavkovsky make some big jumps, uh, being first overall. I think a lot of people have that pressure of yeah. you should be Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Connor Bedard, basically. You know, so you know Shane Wright dropped. I, I honestly think the best player in that draft is going to be Logan Cooley. Absolutely, and I think a lot of teams. Didn't really pass on him. There's only two that did, or one that did. There was them. I, th- I don't know. It just it's gonna we'll play out, out in the end, basically. But I also I have them at eighth. I don't see them making that much of a. Do do we all have them at eighth? I'm pretty sure all of us have eight <laughs> left. Yeah, I'm like like around the room thinking about. it. I'm pretty sure we're all, we all have them at eight. Just, just looking at a line by line comparison of all the the all eight teams. In their division, I think they have the worst first line. I think they have the worst second line. Like it just keeps going down the list. It just well, does not like get better. This the top line's good. I, I don't know that. Anderson, but Anderson like Caulfield scrappy. and Suzuki, those are in my it's eyes a bad at team. least. No, no, no. I'm just saying, they're talented, but they're like young guns. Still. I think that's the biggest problem. Is they're, that they're so freaking young. Like these are your like top line mm. guys. Like yeah. so that's cool. so that's what I'm trying to trying to say. If you take that line versus any other lines or top lines in the in their division, like the Matthews line, they're not better than the Matthews mm-hmm. line. They're not better than the Boston first line. They're not better than yeah Tampa. No. They're not better than uh Buffalo. They're not better than Detroit. So it's like I, I just think they're young and I think I think they have a lot of growing. I think Josh Anderson's a second liner. I think he's the one that kind of drags them down. Cole Caulfield and Suzuki are amazing. I think Anderson kind of drags them down. And only reason I believe that is because his injury history, he's never there. And like he, you know, will probably hurt a month or so in and then he'll be gone. Josh, you never call. (laughs) You never visit. (laughs) You're never here. So we all have the halves today. Yes. Okay. Yes. That's not shocking. Okay, so we are now done with all eight teams. We've gone through our list one through eight. We're going to go back over our list yeah, at clear, one time. Way. Yeah, so we can clearly, you know, you guys know what's happening. Drew, we're going to start with you. Because I have the most wild cards. Yeah, start with, do we, here, do we want to do eight to one start or one to eight? One, one to eight. eight. So one, one to eight. eight. Tell us what teams you think are going to make playoffs. Because like we said, there could be five or there could be three. 
depending on how the wild card works. Mm-hmm. So how do you think the playoffs are going to go? Good? <laughs> okay, number one, Maple Leafs easily making playoffs. Uh, bold prediction, they get President's Trophy this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, after that, I've got the Sabres who go on like a quote unquote miracle run for that team. For did you drink and drive? For <laughs> <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> that, uh, that's a joke. I did not. Uh, so Sorry, Mom. <laughs> Maple Leafs, Sabres, then the Bruins. Then they fall then down. Detroit. Then Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> then Detroit. After that, uh, I've got the Senators, or no, Lightning. Then the Senators, then the Panthers, and finally at last place, the Canadians to no one's shock. I honestly think if the Panthers do go from Stanley Cup final to seventh place in the division, that actually might be the worst. Uh, yeah. The worst Difference, drop. Yeah, yeah, in a while. Cody? Yeah. Um, I've got Bruins at first, uh, just because there's still some, some pasta left in the tank, perhaps. I've got Leafs at second, uh, Sabres at third which is a bit bold but let's hope um drew's like no it ain't (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) i've got lightning at fourth i've got these senators at fifth wings at sixth panthers dropping down to seventh and the canadians nice and cozy at eighth that's That's probably the most realistic list (laughs) thinking about it speaking of the canadians just won so there's one win on the season for them yeah, they won As one we and all OT sit lost here one. and dog them. They'll be <laughs> fine against early in the season. Holy cow. Meanwhile, Hi, there's Trevor. Minnesota. Okay. What do we have for your second list? Because the first one didn't. Yeah, the first one I had missed. You couldn't count to eight. Shut up. <laughs> I can count to four. Uh, I've got Toronto first. I think they do well. I think they become second in the President's Trophy run. So mm-hmm. I don't think they get first. I will reveal my oh, President's you, Trophy winner later. later. Okay. Uh, Tampa second, Boston third, Sabres fourth, Ottawa fifth, Red Wings sixth, Panthers seventh, and Montreal eighth. I think Sabres get in the playoffs safely. Ottawa barely misses out in the last game of the season. All righty. So for my list, I have Toronto, Boston, Tampa Bay, Buffalo. That's who makes it. Players that miss going to be Florida, Ottawa, Detroit, and Montreal. <laughs> the most boring list. All right. It's a, it's Analytically a correct. No. Analytically <laughs> correct. Statistics are the greatest lie ever Okay. Told. So, before we finish up here, a couple more things we'd like to bring up. Boston Bruins new logo. How do we feel about it? Love it. Haven't seen it. It's a vintage logo. I'm indifferent. Is it just another B? Yeah, yeah, it's a B, but it's just like a different. Like the jerseys are pretty cool. Oh, it's a different font of B. I'm indifferent. I I don't really care. Like it's it's this. Shut. Why are you asking me this shit? I don't. I don't like it. I don't like it with the jerseys. It's their hundredth year anniversary. (laughs) It just doesn't look different. I don't. I don't like it with the jerseys. But I get why they did it, and I so think they'll love it. Do they have it on a new jersey? Oh, yeah, they have, they have three I, new jerseys. Can we see those? The jerseys actually look pretty good this year. I don't think they look that good, but I mean, I've always liked the classic it's yellow. It's and hard black with the logo. So this is the new black. This is the new white one, or no? This is the new white one, and then this is their oh, third yeah, jersey. Alternate. 
So this yep. one's just for this year, and then in the spoked B, it has the year that they're 1990. Or the year they were it's not the scary bear, though. The Pooh Bear? I love the bear. <laughs> You're talking about that Pooh Bear? I love the bear. Yeah. He loves the bear. Yeah, I love I, that. I'm not that excited about these jerseys. This is, no. I will say, looking it. at them on the screen like we are right now. It looks uh, shittier than that. At the studio. We're, I, I do like them better in person. I do like their jerseys from the last year a hundred times more. Yeah. Yeah. All right. They just look better that way. The other thing, since we only talk about one division, the thing I like to say about the whole entire league so far, we're like not even a week in yet. Mm -mm. But I think if we could sum up the first week of hockey in one word, what would it be? Unpredictable. Okay. I'm not going to elaborate on that until you ask me to. Elaborate. I, I have one. Goals. There's been a shit ton of goals. There's been a shit a ton of hat tricks already. There was another one tonight. Defensive goals. Yeah. There was some. There's been a lot of two goal games. Like earlier today, Chikrin had two for Ottawa. It's like, there's been like Kyle Connor had two today. It's just a shit ton of goals. Like Dougie uh, Hamilton. Yeah, like, yeah, he's had multiple or, goals. Yeah. Matthews had a hack trick already. He Bo Horvat had a four-goal game. A lot of goals. A lot of goals. Any last comments before we I go? Oh, you guys got to give us the word. Yeah. Electric. I mean, I've seen so many great plays that didn't even result in goals. Mm -hmm. So many great defensive plays, too. And it's just everything about it is just like I, will say I love watching hockey. Go, Cody, I'll give you one more word, and I'm going to give my second word in there. The no, I'm just <laughs> uh, I don't know. Cozy, I'm happy. It's October, dude. Like, hockey's starting up. <laughs> Cody's it's like, pumpkin spice. This is the best time of year. It really bestie. is. No, like, right when hockey starts back up, that's the best. He's drinking his hot cocoa with his new wife, exactly. So happy for you. Well, thank you. Uh, no, my second word, and it kind of goes with unpredictable creativity is on an all time high. I think this is the most creative that mm. players have been. The plays have been, the coaches have allowed the players to be. So I think creativity is on an all time high. And I think it's going to be a really exciting year, unpredictable year. As far as teams, we'll see what happens. We have 82 games in the season. We're only at like 80 games left. So we got a long way to go. I think piggybacking off of Trevor's thing, last year was the first year in like 30, 40 years of like the highest amount of goals being scored, like just overall number of goals, not like a percentage, which I mean, well, there is a percentage out there, but just like the, the raw number itself was yeah. like way higher. And I think that has a lot to do with just some of the new rules that they've implicated. And I know like what you're thinking, like, well, some of the new rules are taking goals away, like the offside review, the goalie interference review. But I think it's generating more offense because yeah. of different penalties and stuff. I, I think there's just a lot more, like what Trevor said, creativity that could happen. I also think we have a lot less defensive-minded coaches in the league. Like Barry Trotz isn't in the league anymore. Well, he okay, he kind of is. Let me rephrase that. He is in the league, he but just not, not as a coach. coach. So he has a very defensive team in Nashville, but the coach is not a defensive-minded coach. He's more of an offensive because mm -hmm. it's Andrew Brunette. So 
Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. That's tough, right? Because you always hear that like defense wins games, wins ch- or defense wins championships. Mm-hmm. But it's like I think defense is gonna have to help out a lot. There's a lot of teams that just also can't put bucks in nets. And if, if you've know. paid attention, like anybody, if you've paid attention to the league from like the let's just say the last five years, if you look at the team who's won the Stanley Cup. The other 31 teams play monkey see, monkey do, and they all try to build the exact same team as the team that just won the Stanley Cup because they're like, oh, this team won the Stanley Cup. For example, you know, uh, Vegas just won. Now everyone's like, oh, well, we need we need six defensemen that are like 6-2 because the 6-2 defenseman plus on Vegas just did that, and they're like, well, we don't have that. You know, so we need that. So now everyone's, you know, drafting the tall guys. They're drafting, you know, the guys that are more defensive. Their goalies, I think, are taking it the worst right now because Aiden Hill is not a top, you know, 10, 15, 20 goalie in the league, and he just won a Stanley Cup. So now you have teams like Colorado. It's like, oh, maybe we don't need Darcy Save some money on the goalie. Yeah, we save some money back there. We just need someone to be average. Darcy Kemper's not an avalanche, by the way. Really? No, he's on the Capitals. Pretty average. Yeah. Speaking mm-hmm. of the Capitals. No. <laughs> oh, don't even get me started on the Capitals. Speaking of the Capitals and your Save brother painting him pretty pictures. I would like to mention, if you guys are on our Discord, I was roasting the shit out of Garrett yesterday. He posted on his <laughs> Snapchat story. By the way, Garrett's crew's brother. Love, um, love the kid, but cheese. He posted on his Snapchat story something. He was like, it was like, oh, star of the season, can't wait. For and the greatest got, team yeah, in the league. Greatest team ever created. And it, he they got shut out for nothing. And Against Pittsburgh, who's not the greatest team. So, so here's the funny thing, and this is one of the few times I'm going to bring the, our fantasy league into this. They, they played against Pittsburgh. Who does he pick for his second pick? <laughs> Sidney fucking Crosby. Well, wait, wait. Explain who he picked. He had fourth overall. So, who did he pick? <laughs> Fourth overall. Let me give you a hint with his name. Obsessed Caps fan. He took Alex Ovechkin fourth overall. That's not, that's not surprising. Here, hit the boom. That's, okay. em- that's embarrassing. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Do it one more Say time. Say it again. I'll, I'll help right. you out. Wait, hold, like, hold on. He's slow. This is exactly what happens whenever you pick Alex Ovechkin at fourth overall. <laughs> the world ends. Yeah, every, everyone was just like, whoa. <laughs> everyone was like, Get a load of this guy. Just blew in from stupid down. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, well, thank God. Now everyone <laughs> moved down. So up. Yeah, everyone moved up. Yeah, everyone, everyone moved yeah. up a pick. Yeah, everyone just moved yeah, up. Everybody's like, oh, hey, my guy's still available. Yeah, literally. Cool. All righty. It just worked out. Well, I think that will do it for episode 80. I thought that was a pretty... <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. The, uh, I think uh, we weren't too rusty, actually. I thought we actually brought it... No, we're not too Can you rusty. go cry in the other room, please? <laughs> and don't worry, everyone. We will have an official soundboard for our It was for Trevor. <laughs> it, was it was for Trevor. So we can abuse until we take it away. Good. It was funny. Uh, it's uh, Yes. It's funny. But it is. I fell out of my new stool. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, I think that will do it for episode 80. On behalf of myself, Trevor, Cody, and Drew, we will see you guys on episode 81. One more closer to 100. 
It's so good. We started the episode with amazing math, and now we're going to end it on amazing or math. <laughs> Isn't it so great to be back, yeah. This is so much gooder English than what we always used to. <laughs> Better, gooder, <laughs> more. You've been listening to the Fanville Hockey Podcast, your one-stop source for everything NHL. You can follow the show on Instagram at Fanville Podcast. If you'd like to rep the Ville, go to shopfanville.myspreadshop.com or hit the link in our Instagram bio.